souls, Lord, to be rooted and grounded in the faith, rooted and grounded in truth. God, we'll thank you and give you glory for all that you are. We love you. In Jesus' name, we thank you and pray. Amen. You can be seated. Take your Bible while you're seated and look over here with me, if you will, in the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I'll try just to share a few thoughts by way of introduction before we look and see what the gospel said. I want to look at these by way of introduction, the nuggets of truth concerning the resurrection. Our salvation is based on the resurrection. I don't think according to Romans chapter 10, verse number 9 and 10, it tells us on the plan of salvation that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God raised him from the dead. I do not believe that an individual can be born again and uh, without knowing and believing and trusting in the resurrection of our Lord. If you don't believe in the fact that he got up third day, you ain't going to be saved. Amen. You must. It is the basis of our salvation. Christ was raised from the dead. Look what 1 Corinthians 15 says. Paul's a preacher in this crowd on the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Notice what he said in verse number 15, chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. If you keep in remembrance what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, then he tells us what the gospel is. For I have delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sin. Amen. Just by introduction, you could say, there's a three-point message in that one verse. The Bible says that Christ died for our sins. Woo! It was actual. He literally died. He didn't pass out. Amen. Somebody help me. I'm talking about died. Amen. And when he died, death died. Amen. His death is God's life. Amen. For your life. So Christ died for our sins. It was not only actual, he died. It was sacrificial. He died for our sake, for our sin. But look at that third point there in that verse, in verse 3. It was scriptural. It was according to the scriptures. Boy, I believe in the evidence. Do you find evidence of the resurrection in verses 1 through 19? You find the estimate of the resurrection in verse 20 through 40. You find the exhortation of the, uh, all through this chapter. I mean, it's loaded uh, with nuggets of truth about the resurrection. If there is no resurrection, there is no faith that saves. Christ a man died. He is buried. He got it the third day. And Paul says in this chapter, I'm not going to deal with it, but Paul said, if you don't believe in the resurrection, you are still in your sins. Amen. He said, Christ did raise from the dead. If he be not raised, then there is no sense of us preaching. You're still in your sins. In other words, we might as well shut the door and go to the house. There's no faith that saves. There's no forgiveness of sins. There's no future. Walk, just walk through the text with me. Look what the Bible, there's no disputing the resurrection, the definition of it. Bible said in verse 4, he was buried 
and he rose again the third day. <laughs> Woo! The eyewitnesses. You say, I need an eyewitness. Okay, verse 5. And that he was seen of Cephas. That's Peter. That's Simon. Then of the twelve, he saw it was seen of them. Then after that, verse 6, he was seen of 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, verse 7, he was seen of James. Then all the apostles also. And last of all, he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. Hey, man, can I just say, thank God you and I both seen him. Hey, man, on the day you got born again. Hallelujah, my boy. I remember when Olsen got saved. I mean, he prayed at the altar. You remember that? He prayed and prayed and prayed. That last time he prayed, and man, I don't know what it was, but he got a hold of it. And here's what he said. I said, son, do you know you got saved? He said, daddy, I know I'm saved. I said, how do you know you're saved? He said, because I asked him. And he lived right here. I say, amen. Thank God for the eyewitnesses of the resurrection. The indisputable fact of the resurrection. Look at the importance of the resurrection. Look at verse number 12. Now, if Christ be not preached that he rose from the dead, I try to tell you, but I'm going to give you Bible verses. If Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Look at verse 13. If there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain. Your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be, that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then it's not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and you are still in your sin. Hey, they and they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Ain't you glad that he did get up on the third day? Amen. It's important. You got to believe it. it. We got to focus in on it. We got to preach it. We got to preach it because people can't get saved without believing in the resurrection. Amen. There would be no witness. There'd be no gospel without the resurrection. I'm glad he died. I'm glad he was born. I'm glad he lived. I'm glad he died. I'm glad he is buried, but I sure am glad he got up the third day. Amen. Thank God. Here's your involvement. Look at verse number 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them which slept. I'm glad he's the first fruits. Amen. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Thank God. You know what Paul said? He, he sandwiched everything that Christ did about Christ's resurrection, the evidence of it. He sandwiched it with this thought. Look at verse number 10. He said, by the grace of God, it's like it's an autobiography of a soul. He said, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Amen. And his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly. He said, the reason I got in this thing was grace. The reason I'm in this thing is grace. And the reason I'm going to get at through this thing is because of grace. Here's what he's saying. I am not what I want to be. I may not be what I ought to be. I, what I wished I would be. What I hoped I would be. But I sure am glad I ain't what I used to be. And anything that I am is because of the grace of God. I can truly say I was a slave to sin. I and grace paid my ticket. Amen. I'm glad it's by grace, through grace, before grace, because of grace.
Christ, grace provided us by way of the resurrection. I want you to think about this as we turn back. Look with me, if you will. We've read in the book of Mark. Go with me to the book of Matthew. Just look at a few places in the Bible when we try to speak about the resurrection. Boy, I thank God for the resurrection. Amen. The sepulcher was empty. Look in Matthew 28, verse number 6. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where the Lord lay. Amen. He said, as he said. He died like he said. He rose like he said. Amen. Thank God. Amen. He got up like he said. He told that crowd that came to look for him, why seek ye the living among the dead? He said, fear not. He said, I've got some words of comfort. Amen. He's not here. That ought to be words of conviction. Why didn't you believe it? Amen. Amen. Come see. That's words of calling. And there's words of commitment. Now go and tell it. Every single person that's in this building that's ever come to the realization that Jesus got up. Those of you that's washed in the blood, those of you that trust in the fact of the power of the resurrection, you know that you believe it. You believe it. So let's go share it. Amen. Thank God the, the tomb is empty. The sepulcher is empty. The place was empty. Power was demonstrated. Promise was fulfilled. He said, as he said. But then there's eyewitnesses all through the Bible. There's eyewitnesses. Here's the thing that struck me the other day, brother, when I got to reading it. Look what verse number two. Why was the stone rolled away? They're going to hear the message that he's not here. But the stone was rolled away to prove to them what the angel said was true. Look at verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone from the door, and sat upon it. Hey, man, ain't you glad? Thank God what stone was rolled away. That old tombstone, that old stone over that tomb was rolled away. It was a picture of the law. Y'all remember back in the book of Exodus when God wrote, to law with his finger, what he write them on? He wrote them on stone. Amen. It cannot be changed. It was written on stone. That stone represented the law. I'm glad it was a sealed stone. It was a guarded stone. It was a symbolic stone that represented the law. It was the thing standing between those people who wanted to see the evidence and what was behind it. Ain't you glad? Thank God the tombs empty. Amen. They were saints that were eyewitnesses. The sepulcher was empty. Saints saw it. And thank God in John 20, look in John 20 right quick. In the book of John in chapter number 20, I'm trying to compare scripture to scripture. We're trying to focus on the resurrection. We're trying to emphasize the fact that he did get up. Amen. The Bible says in the book of John in chapter number 20 and verse number 7 and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Amen. That old sepulcher was empty. Thank God the saints were eyewitnesses. Thank God. Hallelujah. But the shawl was evidence. Ain't you glad? Thank God that shawl was an evidence that said that the napkin that was about his face was wrapped together in a place by itself. You know what that meant? In Jewish tradition, y'all have heard it said a hundred times, but let 
let me say it one more time just in case somebody here don't hear it and if you don't, you get tired of hearing it just let me say it one more time hey man if ever if ever hey man somebody was at the table that's where it's laid on it's laid on that stone table there was an angel at his feet and there was an angel at his head what a picture of the mercy seat hey man hallelujah where them, where them cherubims hey man and that blood went in the center that blood sacrifice was accepted it's like it just went right out of the clothes but when you looked at the napkin it's looked like he took time to fold it and set it aside as if to say hey man if if you throw your napkin on your plate that meant you're done and you're not coming back but if you took time to fold it and set it to the side that meant thank God hey man I'm not finished I'm a coming back ain't you glad Jesus woo is a coming back hey the stone that sepulchers empty the saints were eyewitnesses the saints of God today thank God ought to shout it we ought to exalt one another about it but thank God that shawl that shawl was evidence it was proof that Christ would return it was proof that Christ did get up his resurrection it was proof thank God that he was royal amen but then not only that thank God we see not only not only do we see the shawl as evidence we see the Savior is exalted you said what do you mean well the Bible said when he raised him from the dead in the book of Philippians and in the book of Hebrews that he sat down on his own right hand hallelujah and gave him a name which is above every name that ever needs should bow of things in heaven and on the earth and under the earth ain't you glad thank God when he died and when he was buried and when he rose the third day and took his rightful place at the right hand of the Father now all things are subject unto him and every knee's going to bow that means Satan's going to bow that means Jeffrey Dahmer's going to bow that means Charles Manson's going to bow that means amen, every fallen angel is going to bow every Bible in our is going to bow every church member that went to hell in their sin lost off of a church pew is going to bow everybody that denies the resurrection is going to bow every knee's going to bow you can bow on this side where you can have hope of salvation or you'll bow there when you recognize his sovereignty I'm glad there's power in his name the blind can see the lame can walk sinners can be saved there's pardon in his name there's promise in his name the Savior is exalted there's not another name under heaven given among men whereby they must be saved thank God we need to make much of the resurrection but salvation is enjoyed do you realize that Jesus thank God because it got up the third day I like what Paul said to that church in Rome he said he was delivered for our offenses but he was raised for our justification How? Here, get this in your mind every bit of sin that you had ever committed and ever were going to commit was placed on Christ the moment he died he suffered the death that you deserved 
when he hung there in the darkness. He suffered the fury of hell and the wrath of God, grabbed man with one, mankind with one hand, God with another, and the Bible says, and the body of his own death on the cross, on the tree, he reconciled us unto God. And we who were aliens, alienated and enemies in our mind by wicked works, yet now we reconciled and the body of his flesh through death. Woo! I'm glad there is forgiveness in him. At that moment, he paid your sin debt. But what brain made you justified? As if you never sinned was the fact he got up. He was delivered for our offenses, but he was raised for our justification. That means sin can't be put on your account. That means past, present, and future, your sin is dealt with. Ain't you glad he paid the debt? Ain't you glad he took your shame? Ain't you glad he brought you victory? We gotta make much of the resurrection. Amen. Somebody said it like this. Somebody said, well, preacher, if he died for my sin in the past, then why do I have in the present and in the future, then why do I have to confess my sin? Well, the moment you got saved, he knew every sin you was ever going to commit, ever had committed at the moment you were committing, and he forgave you at the moment you got saved. In fact, the sin debt was paid at Calvary. Somebody come to me the other day. He actually came to me then. We got messed up, Brother Linder. He called me on the phone. Here's what he, here's what he said. He got a hold of that Roman 6 life. And man, when a preacher ever get, when a Christian ever gets a hold of Romans chapter number 6, he said, preacher, I've been trying my whole life uh, since I've been saved and called to preach to, to keep myself crucified. I said, no, that ain't what Romans 6 teaches. He said, I know I got it. He said, I can't, you could crucify one hand, you could crucify one foot, but you, you can't crucify this hand. Somebody else has got to do that. And Romans 6 says, we've been crucified with Christ. So we've been buried and then raised to walk in newness of life, spiritually. What, what, what you got to do is reckon it dead. You've got to realize it's dead. You've got to go back and live in the victory of the sin debt that was paid at Calvary. Realize your guilt's taken care of. Every offense is taken care of. Every iniquity, every dirty thought, everything you ever done is taken care of. I'm so glad of that. And when we confess our sin, amen, relationship will never be severed. We're just getting that fellowship restored. We're getting back in, amen, on talking terms one with another, amen. Man, here, here, here's what he said. He said, preacher, I finally realized it was about yielding myself to the power of the Holy Ghost, letting the Holy Spirit live through me the victorious life. That's all me. That's what, that's what Romans 6 is about. It's about exchanging Christ, the self-life for the Christ life. If you as a Christian keep trying to crucify what he's already crucified. Y'all just go ahead and turn your Bibles over to Romans 6. I got to close this message. I can't close it when I got people looking at me, amen, like a deer in the headlight. Look here in Romans chapter number 6. 
Hey, man, I, it's about all I can do to keep from running. I'm really wanting to just take about five laps right now in Romans chapter number six. Oh, <laughs> woo, amen, hallelujah, amen, justification. Now, if you go back in Romans chapter number five, verse number one, we've been justified, therefore we have peace with God. Thank God, grace is the source of justification. Faith is the condition of justification. Work is the evidence of justification, but blood is the means of justification. What I'm saying is, when Jesus died, buried, and rose the third day, the fact his blood was accepted, that the Father said, I accept that sacrifice. Amen. And he got up, and by the power of God, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead can raise a sinner from the dead. If you don't believe that God can raise Jesus from the dead, then you can't believe God can raise you from. I feel like running. God have mercy. Amen. You got to get a hold of the fact that God has the power to save sinners. As many as received him, to them gave he power to the power to become the sons of God. The power that raised Jesus up is the power that raised you up. Amen. And when you thank God, realize that he took blood to wash me. Amen. He took his resurrection. Thank God. Amen. To justify me. And when God looks at me, he sees me as if I never sinned. I say hallelujah. Woo! That don't help you that don't have trouble with your thinking. But if you be honest, we all got stinking thinking. Amen. Look what Romans 6 says. <laughs> Woo! Realizing everything that you got, all the gifts that you got, all the blessings you got. In chapter 5, notice what he says in chapter 6. Therefore, <laughs> we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also, get this, should walk in unison of life. Verse five. For if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also in the, be also in the likeness of his resurrection, knowing this, check this out right here, our old man is crucified. That's past tense. Are y'all getting this? If we could ever get a hold of this, we'd ride this pulpit to Ruffton County. Great God, amen, and fly back. Woo! We gotta get it. We so defeated. We can't half shout. I mean, there's been something holding folks back today. I'm about ready to smack a devil. I wish we'd just get a hold of the fact that Jesus paid it. Jesus took care of it. Jesus got up. He don't want us just to live in shame. He wants to live a shout. He wants to live in victory. He wants us to have joy and it to be full. Amen. Hallelujah. Hey, change the self life for the Christ life. Are y'all with me? Now notice what it says. Woo! I mean, if we can get a hold of this, man, we're going to have a different church. Y'all listen to me. Watch what it says. We're going to have even better church. We're going to have Canaan living church. I'm talking about, I know we got some living there. I just don't want to visit there. I just don't want to look there. I want to live there. I don't want to just loan there. I want to, amen, hallelujah. Look what the Bible says. Now, knowing this, that our old man is crucified, past tense, with him. When was our body crucified? Let's read it one more time. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified, what does it say? Say it with me, church. 
Say it one more time. Why? That the body of sin might be? Say it with me. Say it one more time. Amen. That henceforth we should not, watch this, serve. Woo! Look at this. For he that is dead... It's for you can't get a dead man at the funeral home to drink one beer. You can't get a dead man to cheat on his wife. You can't, somebody help me. You can't, hey, if you're dead, dead to sin, dead to the world, and alive to God, quit living in self and the power of self and start living surrender, believe in the resurrection, live on resurrection territory. That's Bible. Watch this. Now, if we be dead with Christ, whoop, <laughs> you've been saved. You've been, and look, we believe we should also, watch this, live with him. Knowing that Christ, watch this, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. I ain't got to get a recap every Sunday. I ain't got to get redone ever, sir. <laughs> Woo! Death hath no more dominion over you. Did y'all see that? Don't be scared of death. I said, don't be scared of death. Hey, don't be ashamed of death. Hallelujah. It's the threshold to an eternity with the redeemed and the redeemer. Hey, man, glory to God. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Here's your part. Verse 11. Likewise, reckon. That's a navy. That's a nautical term. Reckon ye also yourself to be dead. Blood takes care of sin. Cross takes care of self. Let me say it one more time. Blood takes care of sin. Y'all ain't getting it, yeah. I said the blood took care of sin. The Savior getting up took care of your standing. But it's the cross that takes care of your stinking self. Oh, great God in heaven, reckon it dead. You're just reckoning dead what he already calls to be dead. And reckon yourself alive because he calls you to be alive. Quit living in self and the power of self for the whims of self and start living and the power and the authority of the resurrection. You got to make much of it. Watch this. Woo! We're alive unto God through what? Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore yield or reign in your mortal body that you should abate in the lust thereof. Watch this. But yield your members as instruments of uh, uh, neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. Did y'all see that? It goes on to say as you one time yielded your hand your eyes, your mind, your body, your members to serve sin and the end was death. Now, yield your hands, your mind, your body, your thoughts, your feet as instruments of righteousness unto holiness and the end everlasting life. Hey, church, you say, preacher, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I don't deserve it. I can't earn it. That's good. That's why I ended up 
chapter 6 with verse number 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Y'all do remember how we started. And chapter 15. Oh. In chapter 15, I'm about ready to kick my shoes off. One of them done got untied anyway. Hey, man, it's getting on holy ground. Are y'all listening? What I'm saying, if we go back to chapter 15, it says death is swallowed up in victory. That means, hey, that means it's been swallowed up and spit back out. Hey, man, death. It's swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is at all. But thanks be to God, which giveth. That's E-T-H. That's forever and ever. That's perpetual. That's eternal. That's when you deserve it. That's when you don't deserve it. But God giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus. Have you, are you all saved? If you're saved, stand to your feet. If you're saved, stand to your feet. Are you sure you're saved? Can you say amen? Then quit living self. Start living in the power of the resurrection. You don't have defeat. He's gave you victory. He giveth us the victory. How'd you get it, preacher? The church? No. We come to the church because we got it. We get it from Christ. Amen. Woo! I'm telling you, if we could ever get a hold of that. Then chapter number six. It's key to living in power. Key to living in victory. That's because you make much. <laughs> you see, you're only saved because you made much of resurrection. You believed it. You can only be sanctified, set apart living in victory because you make much of the resurrection. And you can only celebrate, shout, and enjoy the blessings of being born again because you're making much of the resurrection. I'm not on that side. I'm on this side. But not just this side of Calvary. I'm on this side of the empty tomb. Hey, the tomb's empty. Hey, man, the sepulcher is empty. The saints are eyewitnesses, including us. Hey, man, salvation is available. Hey, man, it's enabled because of the death, burial, and the resurrection. And we can shout about it, church. Let's don't pout. Let's shout. We've got something to be happy about. Heads is bowed, Miss Bethany. Cheers going to come soon. Father, we love you today. There's power in your name, pardon in your name. There's promise in your name. Lord, I just want to thank you for the evidence, for the eyewitness. I want to thank you for the end result of making much of the resurrection. Preach Christ, him crucified and risen again. I'm glad you're up. I'm glad he's not a God of the dead, but of the living, for all live unto him. I'm glad we passed from death to life. And the evidence is, this morning, we love the brethren. And the evidence is, we long for the Savior and make much of the resurrection. Lord, I'm glad you died for my offenses, but you raised for my justification. There might be some people in here that's living in defeat and discouragement because they're living a self-centered life. Help them to have an exchange tonight and realize that 
They can have victory. They can rejoice in the resurrection. They can rejoice in the fact that right now, you're seated at the right hand of the Father making intercession on their behalf. You're not dead. You're not forgotten. Oh, God, help me, Lord, today. Help me to emphasize this last truth as we open up the altar for invitation. Please, drive it home. Make it real. In Jesus' name, before I tell you to come, I read a text tonight. Some of you might have said, well, preacher, why don't you read that? Mark, here's what it said. Mark 16 said, at the rising of the sun. 1960s, there's an old song come out. Kind of the same title. They didn't know what they were singing about. They were singing about some southern state in New Orleans. But what we're, what we're talking about is a celestial city on yonder's fair shore. And the sorrows of life are bearable when you live in the power of the Spirit and live a, a submitted, surrendered life. In case some of you are out there right now trying to live that self-centered life and not the Christ life, let me remind you of a man that you and I can both identify with. Peter denied that he knew God. No doubt he was a disciple. No doubt he was chosen of God. No doubt he was a preacher, God-called man. But he got sideways. Some of you might have got sideways. It's as if the Lord told the angel. Make sure you tell Peter something for me. He's still living under guilt. He's still living under condemnation. He's still living in the realm of self. He's kicking the can down the road, kicking his sin. Sad that he let God down. Just when you tell them, tell my disciples that they need to go down there to Galilee, but make sure you mention Peter's name. And so the angel said, tell his disciples. And Peter, he go up before thee. You know what? It's like God told the angel, come here, man. Go tell Peter that I haven't forgotten him. <laughs> Woo! Tell Peter I have not forsaken him. Tell Peter, I'll have forgiveness for him. Tell Peter, I'm going to have a fit waiting on him. Woo! Tell Peter, I've got a future. I've got a pulpit. I've got a way. I'm going to use him. You may have failed him. You may live under guilt. But praise God, we've got joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, bless the Lord. I say hallelujah. Woo! The power of the resurrection. Saved by it, sanctified by it. And I'm going to tell you, if we're going to serve him like we want, like we need to, and like we really want to, we're going to have to make much of that resurrection. Let's all come to order. Mind God. Maybe you need to be reminded. He ain't forgot you. He ain't. Amen. Woo! Amen! He's got forgiveness. He's got a future. He's got a fit waiting on him. While they sing. Hallelujah. Uh, they called him Jesus. He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and 
Because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know he holds the future and life is worth the living just because he good just try it out okay you can blend in that way you won't stick out one two three Woo! and I help you some of y'all still embarrassed let me help you one more time one two three Woo! he's worthy it'll help you it's like driving a diesel it'll run for 500,000 miles but every once in a while you got to blow the sud out <laughs> Woo! Let me help you one more time. We're gonna go on five now called grace. One, two, three, four, five. Woo! It'll help you. It'll help you. You shouting cause he's worthy. You ain't shouting cause you're worthy. You're shouting cause he died. His bed. He got up. He's coming back. He lives in you. You're living a sacrifice. It's a life. Full of Christ, the Christ life. That's why you shout. Would y'all agree with me? He's already crucified. You just need to reckon it dead. Might be like Brother Ken. Maybe you just need to cut out a little cardboard and tombstone. Put on our reckon dead. Every morning just say, Good to see self dead. Walk on down the road. Yeah. Woo! Amen. He's worthy. Yes, he Some of y'all wanting to one more time. I'm going to help you out one more time. One, two, three. Woo! Yeah, it got louder then. I like it. Hey, if, if they can holler at NASCAR, they can holler at the ball field, they're going to really be hollering coming up in a couple of days. Might be tomorrow. I don't know when it is. When the tide rolls over them, you know. There's going to be some hollering going on. By the way, only way you're going to get to heaven is crimson tide. Amen. But anyway, is everybody okay? Folks going to get excited. They're going to get tore up. But if they can get tore up by that, I can get tore up by being saved. It wasn't me. It's grace. Grace got me in. Grace keeps me in. Grace sees me through. I say hallelujah. I am what I am by the grace of God. I ain't what I ought to be. I ain't what I want to be. I ain't what I should be. But I sure ain't what I used to be. It's all the grace of God. One, two, three. Woo! Living in the power of the resurrection. Making much of the resurrection. Keeping focused on the resurrection. That's how you're going to stay full of joy. Amen. And run away from depression. Amen. Brother Jerry closes in a word of prayer. Our freshly surrendered evangelist. Amen.